Good morning. I was looking for the, the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey says, to come on up, but I realize it's me. Good morning. My name is John Phillips, and I bring you greetings from Little Rock, from the Pinnacle Church of Christ, where I have the pleasure of serving my wife and I, along with um, a co-minister, Brother Chuck Monan, and uh, I've got... Uh, a wireless on here and a podium, so I don't. But I'll I'll stick with the podium. I used to wander around a lot, but I get lost when I wander, so I've learned to just stay still. We are delighted to be here um, with you this morning in Mineral Springs. A few um, weeks back, we were at the Blue Bayou Church of Christ, uh, right down the road, one of these different directions, and we had a wonderful time there. And shortly thereafter, I got a call from a good friend, uh, Sister Vicki Bean. And she said, John, I'm going to talk to the elders, and we want you to come to Mineral Springs. And I got a phone call from Brother Randy uh, Willingham, and he was telling me about um, the scheduling here, and it looked as if things were not going to work out. But, you know, the Lord always has a way of working things out, and so he was able to juggle a few things, and here I am today. We are delighted to be here with you. Um, we feel so much at home. I was telling, um, I guess it was Larry, might have been Robbie, that uh, I'm from a little place called Elmira, Arkansas, and you've probably never even heard of Elmira. Uh, not Elvira, the song. No, that's different. <laughs> Elmira is uh, about 20 miles east of DeWitt. Uh, 20 miles west of Stuttgart, but right there is a little farm community. And uh, my wife is from Crossit, and so we um, are very familiar with uh, small town, uh, country life, and we, we, we love it. So we are at home uh, here today. I want to say something real quickly about my friend, um, Sister Vicki, uh, delightful, delightful lady. We um, previously were at the Central Church of Christ. I was a minister there for 15 years. And you know how it is in church, you have your own little section, your own favorite pew, your row that you sit in. Uh, my family and I had our favorite pew that we would sit in in worship. And right behind us, uh, Scott and Amy Dutile uh, would sit. And my mom fell in love with two little boys, Carson and Riley. And let me tell you, they are a fine uh, Christian young family. You, you, you can tell a lot about a person's home life. Uh, by the way they handle their kids. And uh, Miss, Miss Vicki, I know you're proud of Carson and, and Riley, and you should definitely be proud of Amy and Scott. Uh, they are fine young people. Brother uh, Randy Willingham, I, I kept thinking, where do I know him from? I went to Harding, and uh, way back in the day, um, 1979, 1980, in the Harding School of Biblical Studies, there was this young preacher that would come in as a guest lecturer, Brother Randy Willingham. And finally, it, it dawned on me, I knew him from somewhere. And uh, later, he became an associate professor and then eventually a professor there at Harding. But uh, I appreciate him rearranging the schedule to allow me to come and be with you today. Now, I didn't learn a whole lot at Harding School of Biblical Studies, but one thing that they, they, they drilled into me was this. And that is, stand up to be seen, speak up to be heard, and shut up to be appreciated. And so I'm going to try to do all three of those for you today. If you've seen uh, me on our, our Facebook page or 
on our YouTube channel. You know I don't preach for a very uh, long time. But I solicit your attention this morning as I talk to you for just a few minutes uh, from this topic, how to handle the new normal. How to handle the new normal. I've got an old computer at home. Every once in a while it's, it acts up on me and um, I have to kind of finagle it to get it to work. It's, it's, I don't want to bore you with the technicalities of how to get that done, but basically I turn it off, wait a few minutes, and turn it back on. Yeah, that's the technical uh, way to get it to come. Usually it works, it'll, it'll come back on. My friends, wouldn't it be nice if we could hit the reset button in life sometimes? Especially with what we're going through with all of the topsy-turvy things that are happening in life these days. Wouldn't it be nice if we could hit the reset button and go back to 2020 before all of this pandemic uh, business came? We're almost at the end of 2021 and we're still dealing with a lot of the fallout of this global worldwide pandemic. And one of the things that you hear people talking about is the new normal. The new normal. It's anything but normal. Between the COVID-19 pandemic, the riots that seem to be going on someplace all the time in the streets, the, 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 the fires that are burning out on the West Coast, it seems like all of California is on fire, the floods and the hurricanes that are raging on uh, the East Coast, and I think we've gone all the way through the alphabet naming these different hurricanes and, and tropical storms. There's a general sense of uncertainty about life. This has been a time that we all would just rather forget about. And yet these are the times in which we can stand firm and shine for the Lord to let people see what being a Christian is really all about. Many of us like to look back and talk about the good old days, look back to a time before all of this COVID nonsense and glove wearing and mask wearing and social isolation and social distancing. But one thing about it, God's way has always been forward. You can't go back, but we can move forward in faith knowing that God will see us through. And so one of the phrases that has stuck around from 2020 and has now become part of just the everyday vernacular of life is that phrase, the new normal. And I want you to think with me this morning, how do you handle the new normal? Things are different. We're, we're doing church different. We're, we're watching on video. We're, we're doing things uh, in different ways. How do we handle this new normal? I believe that there are three realizations that we can adopt that will help us to handle the new normal. I'm going to tell you. What I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to tell you what I told you. That's an old Marshall Keeble phrase. You ready? Three realizations. They are realize that God never changes. Realize that God's word is true. And then realize that God's promises will never fail. How do you handle 
the new normal. Well, I believe we can handle it. I believe we can cope with the changing times and the changing situations if we will realize that the God that we serve never changes. Even though we're in this new normal, face mask and rubber gloves. I saw this one guy put on a whole hazmat suit before he went out to the grocery store. I wonder, who is that behind that mask there? Is that you? Yeah, that's, that's us. We're doing things differently. We're getting vaccines and we're getting booster shots and we're getting shots on top of those shots to help us. But let me tell you, although the lives that we live are different, the times that we live in are changing, the God that we serve never changes. God is still the same. He, he never changes. He is the same God that he's always been. He continues to be a God who sits high and looks low and nothing takes him by surprise. In this world in which we live, with all of the changes that come by, God remains the same. You can say amen there if you want. He's the same God who brought the children of Israel out of the bondage of, of Egypt. He's the same God that delivered them through the Red Sea on dry land. He's the same God that brought his people to the promised land, a land that overflowed with milk and honey. He's the same God who will bring us through these strange new times, these days of change. And let me tell you, there's some strange changes that are blowing across the horizon of our society and our culture. It may not be so much here in Mineral Springs, but up around Little Rock, there, there's some strange things going on, especially in terms of the religious community. I heard someone say, well, preacher, it's, it's the new normal. You, we, we, don't, we can't come to church. It's not safe, but you, you can go everywhere else. Go to the supermarket, go to the ball game, go to the park, go out to the, 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 the state parks in the mountain, but you don't seem to have the courage and the faith to come to church. Oh, it's the new normal. Everything has changed. We need to do things differently. We need to rethink how we do church. No, God doesn't change. He still has requirements that we can read about in his word that tell us how to worship acceptably in his sight. At the Pinnacle Church in Little Rock, we are uh, embarked on this year-long journey of reading through the Bible in one year. And it's been a great um, uh, exercise for us. My wife and I, we, we read the Bible together, and then we discuss it. And we're just about to wind up reading through the entire Bible uh, in one year as a congregation. And one of the things that we read about during um, our look at the Old Testament was the children of Israel and how they strayed away from God, went into the Babylonian captivity, and then God, by his grace, brought them out of the Babylonian captivity. And they were trying to go back to Jerusalem, go back uh, to the city of God and reestablish their life and, and culture. And God, by his grace, allowed certain leaders to come and rebuild the wall and rebuild the temple, and things were getting back to a normal way of life, a new normal. But what they found out was that as they adjusted themselves to the new normal, they also adjusted God 
out of their lives. Now, they didn't abandon God. They still did the things that they had to do, that they were supposed to do. They continued to worship God, but something had happened. Their worship service had become cold and dry. It didn't mean as much as it used to mean. Oh, they still gave the required sacrifices, but they would give God the leftovers. They would give God Things that were less than the very best that they had. God could have just decided to wipe them off of the face of the earth, but God didn't do that. There in the book of Malachi, chapter 3, in the verse there is 6, the Lord, through the prophet Malachi, says this, I am the Lord, I change not, therefore ye sons of Jacob, you're not consumed. While some people are, are pushing for all kinds of changes and trying to push God to the back burner, even in terms of their religious service, they have become disenfranchised with the Lord's church because the church doesn't go the way of this modern society and adopt some of the things that are going on. Hey, we, we got folks in Little Rock leaving because of praise teams or because they can't have... Um, uh, different color lights flashing during the worship service. Can you believe that? Because they can't have smoke machines and do things the way that they want to do. Let me tell you, our job is not to make the church more like the world. Our job is to change the world for Jesus Christ. We've got people that want to change because of the new normal. And they may say, oh, times are changing and we should change with the times. But let me tell you one thing, my brothers and sisters, God does not change. He is the same God that he's always been, and he still requires the people of God to worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus said in John chapter 4, in the verse there is 24, God is spirit, and they that worship him must do so in spirit and in truth. That has not changed in these changing times of a new normalcy. It's easy to relax our standards. It's easy to feel the pressure to change and go in a different direction. But our God does not change with the shifting sands of time. The Hebrew writer said, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews chapter 13, and the verse there is 8. How? Can we handle the new normal? Well, I believe we can handle it. God is the same God that he's always been, and he will give us the strength and the wherewithal to do it when we realize certain things. Secondly, we need to realize that God's word remains true. God's word remains true. Not only is God's word true, but his word is trustworthy. You can trust it. You know, it's hard sometimes to put a lot of faith in man. Have you realized that? There are some people that will say, I'm going to do this, and then they don't do it. I bet that's never happened to you, right? Man tends to tell us, do this. Then they turn around and say, no, no, don't do that. They'll say, go here. But then they'll turn around and say, no, go there. They say, believe this, 
But then they say, don't believe that. That's kind of the way it's been here over the last year or so, especially in this pandemic. You get all kinds of confusing information. The experts say, get the facts, get all your ducks in a row. Believe the science. Yeah, I believe the science, but I put my trust in God. And you would be wise to do so too. Trust him because his word is trustworthy and true. Proverb writer said so many years ago in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and following, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. As we meander through the, the ever-changing days of the new normal, seems like every time we turn around, something else is being decided, something else is being decreed. What are we going to do? We're going to do what we've always done. We're going to trust God at his word and realize that he will bring us through. The Bible may be an ancient book, <laughs> but let me tell you one thing, my friends. The Bible is not outdated. The Bible is just as relevant as the front page news. It still has something to say even in the midst of this new normal that we're going through. Those who will listen and obey what the Bible says will find peace and comfort, direction, correction, instruction, everything that we need to live a life that is pleasing and acceptable in the sight of God because the Bible clearly speaks to the issues of life that we're living right now. Even in this new normal, God's word has a lot to say if we'll just listen. Paul, speaking to the people of his day, speaking to his young son in the gospel, Timothy said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and following, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable to us for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. For those who would try to rewrite God's word, for those who would try to twist it and turn it to make it fit their whims, to those who would try to say that it's archaic and no longer fits this new normal that we're living in. Just remember what the psalmist said so long ago. Psalms number 119, the verse there is 89. The psalmist said, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in the heavens. How do we handle the new normal. We handle it by realizing that God's word is just as true as it's ever been. There is a third realization that you need to, to know. We handle the new normal by realizing that God's promises will never fail. God's promises will never fail. Even in, in the midst of this new normal, God's promises are certain and true. They will not fail. God will keep every one of them. The Bible is full of promises. I wish we had time this morning to just talk about all of the promises of God. You can read them from yourself from cover to cover. There are too many for us to talk about today. But you remember, Peter said, he has given us great 
and precious promises, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, uh, that they lead us to all things pertaining to life and godliness. What are the promises of God? Well, I'll tell you a few. God promises forgiveness. Isn't that wonderful? He promises forgiveness. The Bible says over in Isaiah chapter 55, and the verse there is 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto God. And he will have mercy upon him. For our God will abundantly pardon. Isaiah 55 verse 7. God's word promises cleansing. He says in Isaiah chapter 1 and the verse there is 18. Come now let us reason together saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be like wool. Isaiah 1, 18. God promises renewal. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in the verse there is 17, you know it so well. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. He promises relationships. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that will believe on his name. John chapter 1, verse 12. How do we handle this new normal. It may be challenging, but oh my friends, I believe that when we have these realizations in our hearts and in our minds, we can move triumphantly and victoriously through all of the difficulties that life brings to bear, knowing that God leads us every step of the way. My hope for this church and all of the people of God is that we will continue to put our hand in God's hand and trust him. My hope is not in science. My hope is in a person, the person of Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Son of God. My hope is not in some vaccine, although they're developing new technology all the time. Thanks be to God for that. But my hope is not in some new wonder drug that's going to make everything all right. No, my hope is in God. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and, and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock. I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. How do we handle the new normal? We can handle whatever life brings to bear if we'll simply stay with the Lord. Now listen, I understand that this wonderful congregation has gone through some ups and downs over the past uh, little time. Perhaps there are more ups and downs to come. But I want to encourage you this morning to continue to hold on and continue to be faithful to the Lord. I was talking to one of your, your leaders uh, here today and just saying that, you know, uh, people will come and people will go, 
But if you continue to follow what the word of God says, you continue to teach those things that are written and true, God is going to make sure that his church continues to grow. I just want to encourage you today in this new normal, not to be tempted to give in, to go the way of the world, but to continue to stand faithful and true, continue to listen to the words of our Lord as he spoke them in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and following. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. You need to know this morning that there are many people who are ready and willing to come to the Lord if we will continue to extend the Savior's invitation and not break the pulpit while you're up here. What is the invitation that the Lord extends? Well, it is a plan of salvation that is very simple. You can read about it in your Bible. It requires that you hear the truth of the gospel just as you've heard it here today. Believe it with all of your heart. Come repenting of your sins. Confess Christ as Lord of your life, the very Son of God, and then be willing to go down into the waters of baptism, which is for the remission of sin, Acts 2, verse 38. If you will do those things, God will add you to the body, which is the church. Be thou faithful unto death, Revelation 2, verse 10. And if we will do those things one day, heaven can be our home today. Even as we go through these times of new normalcy, I just want to encourage you to realize that God never changes. He has a wonderful plan for each of our lives if we will simply accept it today. As we stand and sing the song of encouragement, we invite you to come.